Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Eldon Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Matro. It is Wednesday, April 24th, the day before the NFL Draft. Joining me to talk about that from a Redskins perspective and his brand new 2019 NFL Draft hat, it's Matt Terrell. Hey, Jamie. Hey, man. What is this year's draft hat? This I have no different. idea. I think it yeah. has the DC flag sort of in the background it, of it. You're, you're right. It does. Yes. And actually, I think by draft hat standards, I'd give it like an 8.5. Which, relative to other draft hats, makes it a 10. Right. Like, against hats you would actually buy, I'd give it like a 3. Oh, yeah. It's like a two. negative 7. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like one of those terrible pitchfork refu- reviews that goes viral. But as a draft hat, like, best new music. Yeah, uh, it's also got a real angular sound, um, much like everything in those pitchfork reviews. Angular sound. Anyway. Okay, okay moving on. Um, I'm going to confess, that's going to be a shock and surprise to many of our listeners. I, I know nothing about the Redskins draft, like players they're targeting. I mean, I don't even know how many picks they have. I There just hasn't been enough like brain space available for me to give a shit. Uh, not with you know the caps in the playoffs, not with the NBA and NHL playoffs overall underway, the MLB season underway, and also Game of Thrones coming back. If I have time to do research and analysis and listen to podcasts and shit like that, it's going to be Thrones talk. Yeah, I mean, it is It is possible to listen to 11 hours of quality Thrones analysis for each episode. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I want a quarterback. That's about all I know. See, I, I'm coming from a different place. So I've listened to a lot of the draft talk. Uh, I've, li- I've listened to podcasts. I've, I'm vaguely familiar with the people who might get taken. But I still have my annual skepticism about the entire uh, pre-draft analysis thing, which is that everybody just locks in on the same, like, 12 guys and makes up stories. And none of it matters because as soon as the draft starts, everything goes off the rails. So I have a little more uh, talking knowledge, but I know absolutely nothing. Uh, But I don't think any of that matters because the draft isn't about like research or analysis or quality. It's about stories, Jamie. It's all about the stories we tell ourselves. (laughs) Like that one year when the Redskins final pick was a white dude with dreadlocks. Yeah, that that's a good story. <laughs> the wide receiver, I forget his name. I don't remember like Ross Trent from the. Uh, <laughs> from the <last laughs> I wish I remember this more clearly. I mean, there's also the story that we're on. I think the 25th anniversary of of when they uh, traded uh, or when they got Heath Schuler. That was that was a good story. Oh Lord, that was the summer I worked at Champ Sports and I sold Heath Schuler jerseys to Redskins fans all summer long. Somehow setting the course for your entire life from a certain perspective. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I I mean, this has been increasingly true through the years as like as life has gotten more crowded is that I, I save all of my draft consumption for after the draft. Like once I know who is going to be on the team, then I'll read all about those guys. But there's just too many guys. Well, the draft. I, I'm in a weird place because this is going to be the second straight year uh, for identical reasons where I'm not even going to watch the first round of the draft because they've counter programmed it against the new Avengers move. We always go see those things opening night, which is the Thursday night. And Thursday night's the first night of the draft. I think this is two straight years where I'm just going to find out after the fact. If there's a lot of maneuvering or crazy trades or whatever, I'm not even going to know about it. Because I'm going to be stuck in a three-hour-long superhero movie for some dumb reason. I, I feel like I'm, I'm losing my mind because it seems I'm the only person who gives zero shits about the Avengers Endgame. 
what, what, what's weird for that is that I feel like I'm losing my mind because for my entire, you know, preteen life, I was the only person who knew any of this stuff. And now it's like yeah. you can't open the Internet without 18 articles about the Infinity Stones. Anyway. Yeah, that's got to get that's got to stick in your craw. Like it, like the comic book nerd shit. That's your stuff. It, it used to be. And that, it's, it, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just super weird. Like it's 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 just bizarre. But anyway, so here's what here's I think here's a way to approach it, because because in okay. some ways it really is about stories. I think we need to do two things. What do you want them to do? Like, what's your ideal sort of first round? And what do you think they're going to do? Okay. I've already said I want a quarterback. There's no quarterback in, in the, on the franchise right now. And there's no, no quarterback of the present or future that I feel good about. Like, need to come away from this with a quarterback, whether it's one that they've drafted or one that they've traded for, Josh Rosen, I don't know who else. But, like, this time – it doesn't have to be first round, but like this time, say, you know, Saturday, I would like to know who the Redskins quarterback is. Okay. Uh, and, and Case Keenum, I take it, is not a satisfactory answer. I mean, he's satisfactory, like, week one starter. Like, Keenum or Colt is a satisfactory week one starter. Don't see them being a satisfactory week 17 starter. And, you know, not, obviously not, like, guys you want to be part of your future. Now, see, I can deal with Keenum for this year if if there's a sort of if they get a you know project at quarterback. Um, I I don't have much faith in Colts, um, but but Keenum might be okay with. See, I don't want a first round quarterback. Um, I don't want them to trade up. I know much more what I don't want than what I do want. Mm-hmm. I don't want a, I don't want a first round quarterback. I don't want them to trade up. I don't want any of the wide receivers that I've seen in this draft if they don't trade back, if they drop back to like the late twenties or thirties, uh, early thirties, take a wide receiver. That's fine. Um, my dream scenario is that the better of the two big name tight ends, uh, Hawkinson, Hawkinson, I think, uh, he's the one I want them to get. If they come away with him, uh, at 15 overall, I would be super happy with the draft. Um, but again, I really want to emphasize this. Where is Hawkinson from? I believe Iowa. Uh, I think okay. both of the top two tight ends are from Iowa. Um, the key to Hawkinson, and, and I'm again, I want to be really clear on this. I am just parroting what I've heard uh, Cooley say on his podcast, you know, mm-hmm. JP or some of his guests. I also sometimes listen to your buddy uh, Will Brinson, and he has a bunch of guests on. I'm literally just repeating talking points. But the key to Hawkinson over the other guy, Noah Fant, appears to be that Hawkinson uh, is one of those guys who can both catch and block. So you lose that um, tendency tip that the Redskins have had for years, where if, you know, Jeremy Sprinkle or whatever that guy's name is, is in there, you, you know, he's not going to be catching the ball. Um, right. So, so yeah. I like that. I like sure. that. I think he fills a need because a top tight end is a need because I think of Jordan Reed more as a wide receiver, even when healthy. Um, and, and, and I'd be happy with that pick. That's, that's my top choice for them to come away with. I agreed with at least one thing you said in that in that ramble. Uh, I don't want them to trade up. <laughs> I agree with that. I don't mind them trading down. Uh, I feel like there's needs all over the roster. But one need that's pretty glaring is the wide receiver one. I saw a, a ranking of, like, receiving cores across the NFL, and the Redskins were 31st. Who was 32nd? Like, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is when you have the 31st best receivers. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, Baltimore, fair enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I think that 
I don't like these rumors. Have you? I don't know if you've heard that they're looking to trade up into the Jets' third overall spot, possibly to take Dwayne Haskins, which I don't like at all. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> well, I just don't, I just don't like the idea of them trading up because I don't trust their judgment in terms of evaluating talent. So I'd rather them have more shots, like to be able to take more shots, take more picks, than for them to trade up and target one. But this, to touch back on something we've talked about before, is where I think what we want may be at odds with what uh, the general manager and the coach need to do because those guys both have to feel like they're kind of on their last legs. And so it's in their best interest to mortgage as much of next year as possible uh, to get as many – immediate starters as possible, which means they may think they need to get a guy up in the top 10 rather than, you know, getting a couple guys back in the twenties who will help down the line. Because I, I mean, if it's about this year, isn't it like just about putting the best talent available around? You would think so. And I hope that's the way they're thinking. I I really don't want them to take a quarterback. You and I are completely at odds on this and I, we may never be friends again. I just want Mm -hmm. you to know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, just by the sounds of it, like your evaluation of the wide receiver class being a thin one this year, you it sounds like you're I have been. I, I, so I would trust you over me. If by tape you mean other people's podcasts, I am chowing down. Um, <laughs> it's it's what what they're saying is that like everybody likes the DK Metcalf kid who is the 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 giant guy, the giant, yeah, but who can who has like no no routes. Who's basically it sounds like is like. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and David Boston's body, basically, uh, but not as good as mm-hmm. that would imply. Um, and then there's a bunch <laughs> with yeah, Carlos Rogers like hands. and, uh, you know, I don't know, Laurent Landry searing uh, play recognition and intellect. Um, but but so there's that guy. And then there's a bunch of other guys where the, the general talking point seems to be like, yeah, he'll be fine, you know, as a second round guy, but he's not worth a top pick. There's a lot of edge rushers. There's a lot of talk about them getting one of the edge rushers. Um, I should be excited about that, but I'm not. Um, there's the nearest Alabama guy I've seen projected to their position, which obviously seems to be how they scout is uh, a guard, which they could use. Um, but boy, I don't think they're going to go that route. Um, I, I love how they're like part of this conversation is the nearest Alabama. Yeah, well, guy. I mean, it should be more than part of the conversation. Uh, let's see. They, yeah, it's real. I mean, it's, it's, it is. Yeah. If you are Bruce Allen, uh, that appears to be exactly how you scout the team, right? And why not? They need a guard pretty They bad. do. But I mean, I just remember that Jay Gruden soundbite uh, where he says, oh, he's one of our first round picks on a guard. And he says guard with this like real like sneering, like disdain. Um, yeah. And I don't see. Like he's making like a jack exactly. motion. Although, if you think about it, if you picture Jay Gruden making that motion during a lot of his press conferences, uh, everything starts to make a lot more sense. Like he's he's, yeah, I could I could see him like using that a lot. To totally. Um, yeah. I love. By the way, I love that he like publicly bitched about drafting a guard. <laughs> like they got they got a Pro Bowl caliber lineman in the first round. Just be grateful. Don't don't complain. And use well, I, I feel like uh, drafting Josh Doxson was the was the rebuke to that. Like, fine, we'll take a wide receiver. Look what happens. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. How did we not mention like just the Redskins' terrible 
wide receiver draft history when discussing the potential. Because that's why receiver. I think they're going to draft one. I, I Josh Doxson is the strongest yeah. argument in favor of them being like, well, we can coach up this DK Metcalf kid. It'll be great. Oh, my God. So, yeah, of course. Um, okay. So, here's the thing. Another thing we're at odds at. I don't know how you listen to these draft podcasts. It, like, I love, let's just say, like, the Redskins Talk podcast. Dude, I love, I love the Skins Talk podcast. I listen to it after every game. I'm not listening to it in April when they're just talking about potential draft scenarios. Like, I, I just way too Well, there's two different that. kinds. And one kind I like is when it's JP and a couple of his regulars, whether it's, you know, Pete or Mitch or John Keim or uh, Tariq or one of his guests or whatever. And they're just sort of spitballing and talking about the rumors and, and kind of just shooting the shit about the game. That's one kind. I enjoy that. I like listening mm-hmm. to that. It's to me, it's like having the same kind of conversation that you and I have only I don't have to participate. I just get the benefit of other people talking those. I will listen to mm-hmm. when it's JP has on like draft expert. What's his name from, you know, draft lockout 24, com. Like, no, I have no interest mm-hmm. whatsoever. I don't care. I don't care about the mock drafts. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's so that's that's how I keep myself sane on that. It's the same thing on a larger scale with uh, Will Brinson on the CBS podcast when he has on guys and they're just sort of talking about the rumors and what teams might do. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It's nice to know who the players are. But when they really get into the nitty gritty and he brings on like six other bloggers and they have like a, a multi round mock draft, like there's nothing that will get me to delete a podcast quicker. What what about like right now, this time of year, say, you know, mid-April, whatever, um, leading up to the draft, how do you think, how would you like rank like the DC sports topics that get the most attention? Is it Caps playoffs, Nats start of the regular season, Redskins draft? I guess. I mean, I think Redskins draft is top. Uh, I think Caps playoff is probably second, um, although it's up and down. I don't know. I don't know how to feel heading into a game seven. I think if they had won the series in game six, I think that actually would be a hotter topic, mm-hmm. even though there wouldn't be an immediate next game, but uh, right. Exactly. Like holding breath right um, and Nats, I mean, a, I think everybody's just sort of cranky with the Nats to begin with B um, baseball season is so long that you never know when you're really supposed to start paying attention. Uh, and when things start mattering and see, um, th- when you do watch the Nats this season, they are really just kind of boring, at least to me. I haven't, I have not, I, I've not gotten on to the Nats wagon this year. Well, they're, they're in a tough spot where it's like, this is now like a year and some change where they're basically an exactly 500 team. And that's like on the heels of five or six seasons of being basically a, a 95 win team. So yeah, that's just going to be, boring <laughs> that's not not a very exciting uh you know way of doing things although i i really do enjoy watching so yeah they're good list. so I'm, I'm a little bit i'm a little bit nasty yeah well and, and i understand that I, they did get rid of two of their not get rid of but they have over the last couple of years lost two of their most sort of visually distinctive players in harper and worth um so it's, there's times where they'll be you know, you know, you have a baseball game on in the background, and it, I don't even fully realize that it's the Nats because I don't have those signifiers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're like, what's yeah, the exactly. Brand oh, look, it's another guy who looks kind of like uh, Danny Ruye from 106.7 The Fan. <laughs> Hooray. Danny Ruye. He, he looks. I bet he could be a, a 
valuable asset. And like, I mean, he does have that look about him, much like, as I always say, Chase Daniel. Did. Yeah. That was the most striking thing about uh, NFL quarterback Chase Daniel. Where is Chase Daniel now? He's backing up somewhere. Like yeah, Chicago, I think that's maybe? correct. He's, he's, he's been around. He's like, oh, Kansas City. Now, did the Redskins draft him or was he an undrafted free agent? I think they drafted him and he's always had the faint aroma of like, could be a good quarterback. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, who knows what could happen with this guy? He's been holding. Yeah, he's the rare one where having seen him in person, um, I, I have the opposite reaction. I cannot emphasize enough how much he wow. looks like a good yes. starting pitcher on your local softball rec league. Yes, every totally. Yes. Who is the guy on the Redskins this year, the running back who uh, JP reported uh, is fat? <laughs> player was I don't I don't recall, but that's a risky report to me. <laughs> it was one of the running. It was it was like it was like their fourth running back. <laughs> his report is basically like if you see him in the locker room when he takes his shirt off, man, he does not look like he's in shape. <laughs> that's a brave report for JP to make and then go back into the locker room. I know. I love it. This has become the JP podcast. Is there anything else about the draft we should, uh, we should discuss? No. Well, yes. Make make your pick. What do you What do you think they're going to do? Who Who are they going to come away with in the first round? Go. Well, first of all, we have all our. Oh, picks, obviously. Right? I mean, I've got a sealed envelope. No, no, no. I mean, we have all of our actual like allotted selections. Um, we have a lot of right? picks. I think traded. we gave up some. Uh, the, we gave up one for Ha Clinton Dix, but we have other fourth rounders. We have picks in every round. Yes. All right. I think it's going to be something like your, your tight end bro from Iowa in the first round. Like, just not a headliner, not headline news uh, in the first round. And then, you know, like a whatever edge rusher from the SEC in the second round sort of thing. Like, I, I just don't think it's going to be a second so, round. So we shouldn't be planning on doing a first round recap, second round prediction podcast on Friday morning, right? <laughs> no, I would like to come back together and do like an overall – react because i i mean i do feel kind of bad like making anybody listen to this when i have no i idea just want to point out that we don't about. actually make anyone listen to it our dozens of listeners choose to impose this on themselves right well somebody might have tuned in like hoping for like a little that's good point rock talk that's a, it's a very very good point um my prediction on what they're going to yeah. do is they're going to miss out on the tight end that i do want and then they're going to reach and take the second tight end who i want much less uh, and it's going to leave me totally unsatisfied, and I'm going to be sad. That's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that. That sounds <laughs> appropriate. Um, the other podcast we were talking about doing was a podcast. About yeah, podcasts. I still think we should do that. I have a lot of thoughts on podcasts that I like and several podcasts that I don't like as much. Well, since we don't have production meetings, sure. let's just have a quick one right now. Um, sure. What was the format that you were thinking of for the podcast? I'm thinking we'd just go back and forth. Maybe we'd set up some categories in advance. Like, you know, so first start with Redskins podcast since we uh, – or DC Sports Mm -hmm. podcast since we ostensibly talk about those. Uh, Then Mm -hmm. sports. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good plan. Then sports. Then uh, other categories, whether we want to break it down further or just do other podcasts. Uh, Just, you know, really sort of explain where, where our podcast influences lie. Okay, so it's a little bit just about like, hey, these are the yeah, pods much. That I listen to. I mean, isn't that it's that our yeah. mo for everything? So it's not. It's not like. Well, yeah, I was trying to think of like, are we thinking about like podcast do's and don'ts or like, uh, yeah, I, I need to like gather. A little yeah, I don't feel I don't feel remotely qualified to offer thoughts on podcast do's and don'ts. 
as we just held our production meeting in the last 20 seconds of a podcast that we have a hard stop on. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's okay, a, it's a soft stop. <laughs> okay, but the one, thing, the one thing I will say that is like my definitive podcast don't is the like undefinably uh, like open-ended long open before they get into the topic or before they get into the guest. Like, I don't mind an ad read at the top or whatever. Like, I understand you're probably trying to you know, make money off of this thing. Like, I don't mind the ad read. But when somebody just talks for like three to 15 minutes before the guest or the topic that you're there for, it drives me fucking wild. And the longer that goes, the angrier I get and the more I dislike that seems That seems harsh, but totally fair and totally understood. Do you use the time codes ever if they put them in the description? Yeah, me too. Yes. Um, but... But some of the pods, like the, let's just say like the Bill Simmons podcast, because I think he's a notorious offender of this. Although at least he's somewhat consistent. You can, you can bank on it starting around yep. the three minute mark, maybe. Um, there's never a timestamp for like when the actual shit's going to start. <laughs> like the, like the timestamp is for like when the second. Yes, is gonna be this is accurate. Although you're correct. And they, he does do you the favor of having that whatever is like 25 seconds of Pearl Jam. So there's there's a lot of like landing room as you jump forward for you to catch just you know part of that and know that it's time to stop i do like that the pearl jam jam is uh just long enough that if i'm doing the 15 second hop ahead it it will like land that's exactly what i'm saying like he gives you enough of that that like it's it's a, a spot to hit um that said, if I ever come in before it and I have to hear him say, but first, Pearl Jam. Well, as you crazy. and I have discussed, <laughs> I, I listen I to know. all these things at like one and a half to 1.75 speed. And that live Pearl Jam recording sped up sounds so bad. Like, I, I can't emphasize enough just how <laughs> terrible it sounds. And it's a song that I like the studio version of, but oh my God. What a, what a choice to say, this is what I'm going to start every pod with. Do you remember uh, that prior to Pearl Jam, he used that Tupac song? Do you remember this? Uh, Yeah. And so there was, but yeah, but so there was a whole run up to it uh, that I seem to remember. Maybe I'm making this up, but when he started his podcast, he had no music, but he kept being like, uh, we're trying to we're trying to clear a piece of music that I really want to use. You know, I'm really excited about it. We got to work with them and we got to get so and then they got licensed to use it for whatever it was, a year or two years or whatever. And then when it ran out, he sort of did the same thing again. It was like, I'm trying to get something else. And when he came up with this like live Pearl Jam track, I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is not. And I say this as someone who regularly puts on the stock background music from the anchor app at the beginning of each one of our things. So I know I have no room to criticize, but like, Live Pearl Jam snippet is not theme music for one of the biggest, you know, sports podcasts in the country. It's just not. And I, you know, I feel like I'm kind of picking on him because there's way worse offenders of this, of this that I'm, you know, thing that I'm talking about. Do you, uh, I'm assuming you never listened to any of Kevin Smith's podcasts, correct? He's notoriously, I mean, up to like seven to nine minutes of ad read and preamble before anything resembling what you might've been hoping to hear. It's really bad. I, I, I was having a, uh, 
similar kind of thing happening with uh, my wife. We were on a drive this weekend, and and she listens to the Dax Shepherd okay. podcast, Armchair Expert. It's kind of like a sit down celebrity sure. interview format pod. Anyways, he likes to talk, wouldn't you know? And uh, <laughs> it's going on, and I'm like, I start to fast forward it. She's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, let's get to the guest, who is uh, Will Forte, by the way. He seemed like a really cool, cool guy. Um, and my wife was like, no, I love this part. I'm like, you love the part where he's talking about nothing for 10 minutes before the interview begins? So well, now we got that. I, 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 uh, I hope you guys work, you crazy kids work through that, man. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, from a certain perspective, though, our entire podcast is the 15-minute run-up to something actually happening. Fuck. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay and on that note everybody your podcast <laughs> all Bye. right talk to you after the draft matt <laughs>